Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and thank you for joining us once again uh, for some bonus football as my colleague, my cohort, my pal, my good friend and buddy, the host who doesn't like toast. We haven't said that for a long while. One Mr. Brian E. Roach uh, joins me. How are you doing, Brian? Um, how you feeling, man? We've got uh, playoff football, wildcard weekend, Sunday, 1 o'clock, CBS, Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Buffalo to face the Bills. It's always good to get some extra football in on the schedule when we can. But otherwise, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, you know, moving things around, changing things, doing stuff <laughs> in my office. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so that everybody can have a completely different look at the crap load of mess that exists here. Um, and, you know, you know, who else is going to, to Buffalo this weekend? Does he have two thumbs? Yeah. Uh, four thumbs. Two for four you thumb. or two for me. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, that's going to be, um, that's going to be exciting. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've never been there. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be high winds. It's going to be cold. All the Buffalo-y things that we're used to. Um, it's going to be exactly the way there's going to should be some maybe snow flurries as well. So it's everything that you picture when you think of places like Buffalo, Green Bay, you know, um, no longer Minnesota because they've been playing in a dome. But when you see the old timey, you know, videos and they've been there. But I was going to say, Brian, um, you, you kept singing off air and it's probably a good it's probably a good segue for that. The, the year without a Santa Claus. And Brian's yes, over I'm here. Mr. Cold Miser. Well, no, you were doing uh, Heat Miser at first. I'm like, there's no heat. There's no heat miser in Buffalo. It's only cold miser. I know. So. I'm the cold miser. But I'm too much. <laughs> you are too much. Hey, nice little um, got this guy like right there. I saw that. I, I'm seeing that in the background. I remember I forgot there. you got one of those too. Yeah, it's Underneath back there somewhere. Bunch of running medals or some crap. Who's, who's up in the corner? Mike Webster and um No, what? Wait, what? I can't see who's there. It's Jack Lambert. Jack Ham and Andy oh, Jack Russell Hamm. is currently but there, but hiding behind like a, my Steelers hoodie. There's yeah, there's like a hoodie blocking the other number. I'm sorry. Yes. Well, it makes a lot more sense for it to be Lambert and Ham. Lambert, Ham, and Russell. It's what it's that it's that iconic that. Im, image that you see. Everybody has. Anybody who's got paraphernalia from the Steelers probably has. Yeah, they probably do. But you know what? I, it threw me off because I could only, in my view, I could only see two players I from see. this angle. Yeah, I'm I'm not seeing it, but that's okay. Uh, you can see lots of other things such as you're, you're, how do you work? You're a madman. How do you work there with like just everything scattered across your desk? It's not normally this chaotic. I'm still in the process of redoing the office, which is why this is over here now. So like there's one, two, three, four, five monitors. There's another one coming. <laughs> the command there's the center. 65 inch television up there. So, you know, I'm, I still got a cough drop in. I'm, you make me laugh and then I need to cough. My sinuses are still killing me, but I was going to say, you probably have more going on there. You're probably more organized, more technology than the NFL officiating command center that they have for the instant replays. Yeah. So yeah, they're definitely. Like, they're on their phone. Here's the, here's them going. Uh, uh, catch. Uh, I don't know. Touchdown. Whatever. <laughs> pretty much i mean if i could pick like the most random thing i probably have you've seen the positive potato 
most random thing I have laying around the desk at the positive potato. Yeah, zoom in there. It's like, you know, uh, may, I may be a tiny potato, but I believe in you. Go do your thing. And that's the way I feel about the Pittsburgh Steelers. The other random thing doesn't segue so much. It's just a smart plug that I have failed to configure. Just laying around. Here's, here's a random thing I have. Random. This right here, this thing. I don't know where I got this. It's a deal. I don't know why I got this. It doesn't even work anymore. Oh. Um, this is, you, you hold this thing up and you do like this and you look at it like this through places and you're supposed to be able to detect if there's any hidden cameras around you. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that will come in. That, that would definitely come in handy. Is that extremely paranoid? I don't yeah. I, 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 Like, I didn't buy this. I don't even know how I got it. It probably was something my dad bought, and then when I was cleaning out his stuff, I got it. <laughs> uh, did your dad have a habit of wearing tinfoil hats? No, he okay. did not do that. But... I, I could just picture it be like, great, like those movies where they got, like, the old guy that's been cooped up in the mountains or whatever, and that's the gift he got you, you know. He's living off the He's... grid. He was one of those guys that he would go like this. He would go, he'd be watching TV and the ad would come on and go, call now in order. And he'd go, oh. and that don't work. <laughs> that, that, that stuff doesn't work on me and haven't worked in marketing for various many years. Um, it's kind of like now we could segue into this game because you got everybody picking the Steelers as dogs in this game. I get it. Buffalo's hot. Both these teams have very similar, uh, very similar kind of paths. Steelers getting hot as of late. Mason Rudolph, but the firing of offensive coordinators for both franchises have pretty much landed them into the postseason. Uh, we already mentioned weather conditions could make this a struggle, and we're probably thinking that, and, and also the Steelers are without TJ Watt, but are yep. getting reinforcements otherwise on the defense. So let's uh, let's look at the first kind of angle or aspect to this. I think I didn't make this correlation before, and I'm going to hate saying this because I also thought that Brock Purdy could turn into a pumpkin at any given time. But this reminds me of Brock Purdy taking over the uh, reins of the San Francisco 49ers and getting them almost into the Super Bowl. And I could see a similar path if Mason could play mistake-free football with the skill position players that he has at his disposal, some better play callers, some better plays that are called, uh, designed and called overall. Um, if weather does play a factor and they can't throw the ball, or if even if they try, a lot of people will talk about Josh Allen, but I'm sure you saw the meme or whatever that was floating around, and they both have very similar statistics, except Allen has four interceptions over these last three games where Mason Rudolph, what, has the one. And... Yeah. You know, that's all it's got to take. We know that Allen is very much can be gunslinger like Ben Roethlisberger. So with the Steelers defense minus TJ Watt, the first aspect of this is they do have outside linebacker depth. I didn't see anybody panicking. Not Mike Tomlin, not Jerry Dulac, and the, none of the beat writers. They, uh, you have um, Nick, Nick Herbick. And Marcus Golden. And Marcus Golden. And I think Marcus Golden is a guy could probably set the edge. I know Buffalo in these conditions are going to want to they're going to want to run the football, but I don't know that they are necessarily Allen. Yeah, he's a mobile quarterback. Steelers are built to play mobile quarterbacks. They're built for the most part. I'd say to stop the run. Still are. I'd have more of a concern with their tight ends attacking the middle of the field with the likes of like a Landon Roberts, Miles Jack, whoever you might throw out there. But there'll be a little more to that too. Uh, I, I do like the Steelers' chances. I know that they don't necessarily win without TJ often, 
But if TJ gets the rest of the week or so and they're able to pull this off, this would be amazing. It, well, I mean, it absolutely would be amazing. It'd be mm -hmm. awesome. It'd be fantastic be awesome. to be there, watch them win the game, right? I. It'll be fun, I think, regardless. I'm taking it at, at what it's worth. This has been a season unlike almost any season that we have seen. This season rivals the the Mason Duck season, except it it had it, it still had worse quirks and turns in it, right? You had quarterback issues, you had missing linebacker issues, you've had uh you know, just a, a, a flurry of of things going on, and the fact that somehow they managed to get into the playoffs. Okay, we talked about this before. Is it a successful season? If they win the Super Bowl, it's a successful season. If they don't, it's not. Um, if they win this game, is it a successful season? I, I'm going to go back to what I said before. But I can feel a little better, right? If you make a move forward, I can feel a little better about where we may be able to go. Maybe. But maybe it's still so topsy-turvy, right? Who's the quarterback? What Mason? What if Mason does lead us to the promised land? Is Mason QB one next year? Going in, you know, he's not even under contract. How do you sign? What? Right? Forget it. I can't think about all that crap. It's too much stuff for 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 right now. All I can think about is Mason right now is QB one. He's played well. We're going to Buffalo, and we have a chance to win. We have a chance, right? I, I've I've expressed this heavily to my daughter and wife. Right now, any team in the AFC can be beaten, right? There is, there is, you know, Baltimore's got the best record in football, right? We beat them twice. Yes. <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. Any team in the AFC can be had, whether they're at home or whether they're on the road. They all have weaknesses. They all have strengths. It's just going to depend on execution on any given day and, and how – you know how the ball bounces. I like. I I don't know how any prognosticator can play can 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 figure out how to make their predictions on these games. It's been too chaotic. I um I started watching out of curiosity curiosity this last night on Max, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. If I'm saying his name, pro yeah yeah, I've seen him do stand up over at Heinz uh, Hall. Uh, several years ago the bookie, the bookie yeah and he took a bet from a guy i think it was actually ray romano or resembled it uh this is the first episode so all the more i've watched into it and he goes you know the guy's like twelve thousand dollars in debt to the bookie who's sebastian maniscalco and sebastian says something like it's like asking sebastian if he liked the bet and he goes it's the nfl it's very difficult to get three things right. He's like, I don't care about your bet, but it's the NFL. He's like, good luck or something like that. And that's the way I feel. Get three things right. I mean, who would have thought you went on this like roller coaster ride from the preseason of the promised offense and the promise of Kenny Pickett growing and then Kenny Pickett getting hurt to learning that um, to shutting up all the people who were Mitch Trubisky supporters to also silencing the naysayers of a Mason, one Mason Rudolph His he could he could be done after you know Sunday. What if he has an absolutely terrible game? There's no guarantee he's going to come back. And will anybody use um, any excuses like weather, snow? I mean, I already saw people dogging him for how he played in the rain. And the dude, like, he only had two passes that hit the ground. You know what I mean? And he, yeah, he almost could have thrown a pick on the one. There was a lot of these snaps that are flying around everywhere. Uh, the handoffs. But I'm hoping that at least you're not dealing with the same because anything with conditions, right?
when you're dealing with weather, football, it could be a fickle thing. And running the football, I think, is one of the great equalizers when you get into the latter parts of the uh, of the season and into the postseason. December football, now January football. And the Steelers happen to have two exceptional backs, whereas the Buffalo Bills, they have James Cook. We mentioned Allen. Allen threw for 4,300 yards and 29 touchdowns. He's no slouch. But Joey Porter Jr., is playing better than practically any cornerback in the NFL right now. We said at the beginning of this season, put him in. It's amazing how this is all kind of, we said, put Benton in, put Jones in, put all these guys in. Now Herbig's up and Herbig could have a chance to shine. And if Herbig is enough of a pain in the ass to the Buffalo Bills offensive line, that's going to open up Alex Highsmith. Don't forget, he was given a Brinks truck of money because he's capable of doing some things on his own, too. You still have Cam Hayward, Larry Okeechobee, Keanu Benton. But I'm looking at that secondary, like I said, the tight ends. Because Buffalo, you're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. Steelers are built, and they're gonna, are they going to force you necessarily to throw it? No, you don't want to get beat by the big play. We saw what happened last year. We're not uh, remiss to remember how he got spanked in Buffalo. But this ain't the same Steelers team. You wish that a few components were there, such as some of the inside linebackers and everything, but they're not. But guess who comes back? Guess who you haven't had for like three, four games? Mika Fitzpatrick. That's huge. And in losing Mika Fitzpatrick, you've learned that Patrick Peterson has been able to hold up his end. You've learned that Eric Rowe probably going to start with Minka. That's my, you know, it seems like Mike Tomlin is now all in on what it takes to get win, win, win. Stack these wins, right? He's rolling with Mason. You've got Minka. Let's see if Death Row is going to start here. DeMonte Casey's coming off a suspension. He's saying he hopes that he's in football shape for this game. I say play Casey and play Peterson as like your big slot type guys and take Dawson Knox and, and Dalton Kincaid out of this matchup. Joey Porter Jr. should follow. Did I say somebody's name wrong? Did I get someone wrong no, there? I was laughing at myself for moving into the middle of the frame. Oh, oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> You're always in the middle. If I had, I'll just leave you up and then everybody could just, we could sync my voice to you, Mr. Cold Miser. But anyways, um, get rid of the, you got the tight ends covered. We'll see what ends up happening on some of the injury reports here uh, with the various uh, wide receivers and stuff, but Stefan Diggs, you follow him around. You're taking away some of um, Josh Allen's weapons. You've got a lot of different safeties that are capable of moving up and playing certain roles and stopping uh, the Buffalo Bills. They do have Leonard Fournette as a, a another part of this that they moved up from the practice squad last week's game, a one-two type punch. But I think the Steelers, I think this, this game is just, this is a game I think the, the Bills and the Bills Mafia, their whole fan base, the Steelers are the one opponent they probably wanted to avoid because now the reinforcements are all coming in. They're just they're very fortunate that TJ Watt isn't there because I'd be a lot more bullish on what was going to transpire in this game. Absolutely. I mean, if TJ's there, you you can't help but be a little more, you know, a little more confident. Right? There's a guy who can who can wreck the game. Um, there's still guys in here who can wreck the game. Uh, you know the the. The thing you pointed out and the thing that I agree with, the, one of the key elements that's different between this team and the team that got spanked last year is the cornerback play, right? Joey Porter, who I think will be the jersey that I'm sporting at the game. Um, Joey has just, he's just played tremendously. Um, yes, you know, you're going to get the ticky-tack fouls. You're going to get some pass interference calls. But I think for the most part, he's played 
so far above the bar of what a rookie is expected of a rookie that um, you know you feel confident that enough that he's continued to follow the number one receiver around the field. Um, if you can buoy up the other side of that, if you can find a way to not get hurt by tight ends right uh, across the middle and slot receivers across the middle, then you know there's no reason to think they don't have a chance. I, I was I was watching some of the other uh, you know predictions uh, and some folks talking about this game. And I've heard people like, oh, yeah, it'll be close. And then the, the second half, it'll be all Buffalo and we'll lose by 15. Right. I don't think that's the case. Right. Uh, look, it, if they fall way behind. Then they're in trouble, I mean, even with Mason, they're just not built to, to come back. Right. Um, if you put them, you make this team one dimensional and know they're going to have to throw, it's probably problematic. If you can keep the game close run the ball effectively, which, you know, again, Buffalo has a very good defensive line, right? Ed Oliver yeah. is a beast. Um, they've got other guys as well that I don't remember their names because I don't play attention to Buffalo, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. And I could, I could shout out some of those names here on the uh, depth chart. And let me get that for you. I was pulling them up actually. Uh, Greg Rosau, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, and of course, uh, Vaughn Miller. And they also have Leonard Floyd, Tim Settle, Linval Joseph, and AJ Epineza in that rotation. That's it's Linval Joseph deep. was one of the other ones. I know he's not playing much, but uh, still he hasn't played the last couple of weeks. It's a big dude yeah. and can be a run clogger um, if he's able to go and play. You know, it's a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. You know, their run defense hasn't been the best. Their pass defense hasn't been the best. They've suffered injuries on the defensive side of the ball. So can they be had? Sure, they can be had. Um, you know, but the same is true of us. We can be had, right? I, you know, it's, it's really, I, I think this is a moment where what my hope and expectation is, is that some of the guys, the veteran guys, guys like Larry Ogunjobi, guys like Minka, guys like Cam Hayward, especially Cam and Larry, who know that you know their careers are not on the upward path of the hill, but on the downward path of the hill. There's fewer years ahead of them than there were behind them. Um, that you know they need to seize these opportunities. Cam hasn't had a sack in forever, right? In 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 several games. Um, you know he has. You know I expect those guys to play at a higher level than they have recently. Keanu Benton should follow along with that, right? I expect some inspired play from the, from the front seven. Um, and if that happens and they can contain Buffalo and keep the game close, there's no reason they can't win this game. Yeah, and I mean, Vaughn Miller, not the Vaughn Miller that we were all used to either. Yeah, um, no, not at all. Vaughn Miller, they gave this guy like a huge contract the year before to bring him in, and I know – People, players want to play on, um, you know, Super Bowl type teams. He's played about half the game. He was inactive just the week before against the Patriots. He just had a veteran day of rest. The rest of this injury report, some, uh, some veteran, uh, a lot of veteran stuff and things not to really point out. I mean, Josh Allen was on here as a full participant. Deion Dawkins with the hand limited. Gabe Davis uh, is a big one to look at when we're talking about the matchups because that definitely will uh, impact Stephon Diggs on the other yeah. side uh, and also out of the slot. 
Uh, you also have uh, Rasul Douglas with a knee as well as Leonard Floyd. He got a vet day of rest, though. Uh, Douglas is one of the starting corners, so that's pretty. That's a pretty big one. Let's see uh, who else further down. Vaughn Miller, vet day arrested, and Taylor Rapp. I think that's supposed to say a calf injury. It looks like got cut off, but he's one of the reserve DBs, safeties. That's with that great pair of uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. But outside of that, no more Tredavious White. So uh, the actual cornerback depth or depth. I'm sorry. I do have a cough drop in <laughs> one of these days. I will be at full strength too. It's been like this for the last part of the season, right? Yep. For me. Um, so Buffalo's looking their wins a little bit. No Matt Milano, you know, they lost uh, Terrell Edmonds brother uh, Tremaine in free agency and Milano just psh, to the moon. I always thought pretty highly of him. I didn't think that highly of him. And he had a hell of a season, maybe overachieved before getting injured. So that's a tough guy to kind of replace too. When you look at the Steelers side of the injury reports, day of rest for uh, Patrick Peterson, uh, Najee Harris with the knee, as we know, that cre uh, crept up late in the week last week. Minka's full. Minka has went on record saying to various beat reporters that he probably could have played last week, uh, that he felt good enough, but they held him out an extra week. Landon Roberts, limited, as we know, is trying to lick some wounds as is Isaac Suomalo with his shoulder. Uh, TJ Watt already ruled out for this week. Days of rest for Cam Hayward and Larry Joby. So those are, um, I almost feel like, like on the radio, they're like, there's your injury report brought to you by blah, 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 blah. I don't have it brought to you by <laughs> Joe and Brian. Brought to you by the cold miser. <laughs> brought to you by cold miser. <laughs> too much. It is too much. When TJ Watts on there, I like JJ putting out that tweet too, that had him Photoshopped in the Jersey. Like think you'll know, think they'll notice <laughs> do the old switcheroo. Like they do with the masked wrestlers or the Andre the giant versus Hulk Hogan with the dual JJ's referees little bigger than just andre's just a little just a little bit bigger a little, little bit bigger yeah <laughs> so you know we're talking about mason not turning the ball over we're talking about you know the matchups with the bills offense versus steelers defense but really what it boils down to is Steelers got to run the football and we think this is like an opportune matchup i know the steelers haven't been playing you know maybe the um the best quality as far as the quarterbacks they've been facing as of late. But I mean, let's face it. A lot of the teams they played this year have been playoff teams or made the playoffs. And then the Cincinnati Bengals won nine games. And even with Jake Browning. So they've faced some quality competition. I know the Ravens were sitting some guys that could win anyway in the monsoon, uh, particularly they're all pros. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to clear my throat, but the Buffalo bills, uh, defensively, they're in the middle of the pack. They give up about 110 yards defensively uh, on the ground, and the Steelers are at 115. So that's right there, like around the average or middle of the league. Steelers give up a lot more passing-wise, 227 to Buffalo's 196, whereas the real contrarian stuff here is Buffalo on offense uh, because points scored, the 26 and a half points scored to the Steelers, almost scoring 18 per game, which is still very low. And it's a large average. If you take it over the last few weeks, 30 ish, 30 ish. And then, you know, like 17 or whatever they got, we would have begged for 17, 18 points in a game yeah. prior to the last three weeks before the playoffs here. Um, they're, it, it, um, not exactly equal opportunity. Steelers are plus 11, which is third in the league 
Uh, Buffalo Bills are a plus two, which is 12th in the league when it comes to takeaway differential. So they still get it on the plus side of the ball. However, um, I'd be remiss to note as well that Josh Allen's 29 touchdowns this season have come with 18 interceptions. I got to wonder if he, I don't know if he led the league again. I got to go and look. I have to imagine that's got to be close because there was a lot of backup quarterbacks that ended up uh, playing in the NFL this season. So it'd be interesting. He's also run for 445 yards, but back to the head to head matchups. Uh, the Steelers, 186 pass yards per game to 244 with Buffalo. Uh, Steelers are a lot more in tune with that over the last uh, three weeks with Mason Rudolph, of course. I think they, they're they over 700-some yards passing if I go back and look. 118 on the ground for the Steelers versus Buffalo with 130 over the course of the season. Over the last, if we want to say, last three, four games for the Buffalo Bills, let me see where they've been as far as points. And so they put up 31 on the Dallas Cowboys. 24 on the Chargers, 27 on the Patriots, 21 on the Dolphins. Uh, that includes uh, games of 85 passing yards against the Cowboys, 230, 154, and then they laid it on the Dolphins last week uh, with 345. Running the football, they were much more effective against the Cowboys, 266, and they went over top to 100 in each of the next three games there too, 105, 127, 128. So they are built to move the football. Uh, they did turn the ball over a number of times, even in those victories, three times against the Chargers and also uh, three times against the Miami Dolphins. So this team does like to give the ball away and they have uh, one, two, three, four games with two turnovers, two with three and two with four and eight games, multiple turnovers this year, nearly half of the game. So if the Steelers can play, it's always mistake free football, what the quarterback does and uh, you know, no penalties, right? No penalties, no turnovers, quarterback driven, right? No, no dumb penalties. I mean, they're, you know, something is just op opportune times, right? No penalties at inopportune times. They can't turn the ball over. The Steelers can't turn the ball over, right? They have to play mistake free football, as you're we saying. And they just have to, they have to stay, with the plan. If they can't run the ball, they're going to be there's going to be trouble. But they have to stick with it, right? The defense has to keep them in the game so that they can continue to try and pound the rock that they can run the ball. Uh eventually the defense on the Buffalo side will loosen up and some of that stuff will open. But, you know, it is it is also, you know, they have to take advantage if if Buffalo is stacking the box, they're going to have to take that challenge and they're going to have to let Mason throw the ball some. They haven't been hesitant to do that, right? So um, I'm, I'm not worried about that. They, you know, Mason has talked about it. I'm going to take what they give me. And that is the mentality they have to do, right? They have to take what the defense is giving them and make the best of those scenarios and, and, and play a, a style that is probably more conservative than aggressive. And, but at the same time, take the aggressive shot when it's warranted, right? Absolutely. So how do we really feel about this game, Brian? I'm uh... With TJ, I feel like it's a moving train. This team has gone in and won in Buffalo. And Mason was there, like, on the side. He saw it. You know what I mean? Kenny's experience there, not as great, right? And it's his first real start as a rookie year before. So it's another reason why you don't want to throw him out there. Tomlin's staying with the hot hand. Uh, he's getting some of these guys back. He saw what Eric Rowe could do. I'm very curious how they deploy Rowe. Rowe's the big one. Miles Jack, I think you're using him by default with Michael Walker. You don't have a choice. The other transaction move, we've talked about areas improved. Now, it's like quarterback driven. Mason, you know, having these 100 plus quarterback ratings, 
not turning the ball over, but the field position battle, which is ever more important with Buffalo and Presley Harvin. And they just signed Brad wing back. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Stubber- what is going to happen? Yeah. Is, is Brad wing going to be your punter in Buffalo or is it going to be Presley Harvin? They're not going to yeah. have them both on the 53, right? So, well, they could uh, now it becomes interesting who they elevate because yeah. now Demonte Casey, let me find the transaction wire real quick. Right. They, have to, they have a roster exception or something like that. I don't understand all that crap. It's the two. Um, so, okay. So Brad wing is on the practice squad. They released Trace, yeah. Trace McSorley. A lot of people were like, why not Trubisky? Well, it's the business of football. And you, you know, if it really came down to emergency quarterback, do you want Trace McSorley in at Buffalo? I'll still, I'll still maybe take safe Mitch dumping the ball off if two guys get hurt, as opposed to maybe McSorley just running for his life that's, entirely. That's well, that's maybe not. In, we lose. Do I have a coin? Yeah, you know what? Here we go. Is in, forget it. But I mean, I'll if Trace is in, we lose too. Yeah, so, I know, I know. You know <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, at, at that point, you just go, yeah, take the loss and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Demonte Casey was uh, it's restored to the active roster from suspension with Trenton Thompson going to the reserve and injured list. So as I look at the roster and the Steelers are going to have to make another transaction here, my friend, because let's see, Luke Barku, Jack Coletto, Jalen Elliott, Br- Braden Fajoko, Des Fitzpatrick. Okay. Miles Jack, uh, Anthony McFarland, Denzel Mims. I forgot about him. Eric Rowe, Jalen Smith. Okay. Brad Wing. There's four guys on the practice squad there, and you could elevate two. Now you're allowed to elevate as much through the playoffs. There's the two exemptions or whatever during the regular season. That's all you get. Uh, so if they went to do use like Roe or Jack, I think again, you have to sign them, move them up to the. You have to do all the rigmarole, you know, the business end of it, active roster versus not active roster, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. And of course, when you sign guys off of one practice squad, move them over. Let me look at this again, because I thought there may have been an additional hop there, even with Roe, but I'm not entirely sure how many times this happened. No, that happened with Elijah Riley. Okay, maybe not. Um, Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez was the other one. Um, right. Practice squad to active roster. So uh, keeping that in mind, if Brad Wing's going to play for Presley Harvin, Somebody either needs to be cut entirely to move them to the 53 or somebody else to get one of those linebackers moved up. There needs to be another transaction and just, you know, it piques my curiosity as to who that could be. Cause I don't think Roe is replaceable in the easiest no. one. Do you think anyone's picking up Harvin off the pile anywhere? Nah. No. So if he has a bad week of practice and they've been practicing at Heinz field because the practice facility fields have been just junk uh, slopped up. He's out in some elements right now. If he's exhibiting the inconsistency, obviously they made this move. And I thought it was bold, stubborn. Old, that's what I was beginning to say before. Stubborn Tomlin is so all of a sudden not being as stubborn. And I hear the people that say, hey, he had the right quarterback on the roster the whole time. And he didn't play him. Look, they re-signed, they re-signed Mason Rudolph twice. You don't re-sign a guy if you don't like him or don't want him on the roster. You look for somebody else who you feel is better, that's an improvement, that offers something different to this team. So they obviously thought something, at least, of Mason Rudolph. The rest of the experience, veteran, whatever, money, 
all that comes into play as to why Mitch Trubisky was in there first. And yeah, you pretty much had to hold a gun to Tomlin's head to get him to finally put Mason in. And now he's rolling with it. Mason's giving him plenty reason. And Mason knows he's Mason. Mason's career from here on through. And if, if we have a next year with Mason and maybe even a year after Mason, he's got to keep putting up these kind of games. <laughs> he's going to be looking over his shoulder the entire time as will Kenny Pickett going forward too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll talk about all this mm-hmm. hopefully in, you know, four or five weeks. But, you know, when yeah. the season is truly over, um, uh, you know, notice I said five weeks from now. But, yeah, I did. Uh, I picked up on that. But my point was Tomlin as all of a sudden, like for all the criticism that he gets, Bill Belichick's out in New England, Mike Vrabel's out in Tennessee. And here we are, we're in a wild card yeah. with three different quarterbacks and all this other crap going on. And people are just going to, they're going to criticize other decisions. Just be happy you're here in this weird season. Uh, it, you know, I, I, I called Dane out often, the guy on Twitter under uh-huh. arrest on Twitter. Um, he's been tweeting today, uh, just give me a playoff win and all this goes away. And the answer, that, that's the truth. Winning solves everything, right? They win this game, all of a sudden all, well, not all, because some people are as stubborn as Tomlin and they will be as stubborn in their negative views yes, as, they will. as anything else. But 90% of, of the complaints goes away because they won a playoff game, right? It, they win two playoff games, <laughs> it, you know, it, even more goes away. They get into the AFC championship game. They go to the Super Bowl. Any of those things happen. Yeah, everybody shuts up for a little while. Uh, one other person we haven't been talking about, and particularly with this coaching staff, We've talked about various things with, you know, Presley Harvin. We're talking about how they might uh, make this transition to Brad Wing. Talked about Chris Boswell, um, the the punt and kick or whatever block gods that you got, particularly Miles Killebrew. Miles Killebrew. Um, and then Godwin Aguabuque. I think I got that right this time. And him laying out in Baltimore and touching ball, make sure he was out of bounds. And yeah, and Brian, what you doing there? You got a? Did you get a big okay. wad of gum? I got a big, big water bubble in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, Danny Smith has been incredible, I think. And he he deserves a lot more credit than anybody's been given probably over the years. And, of course, he's got a big wad of gum that he's always chewing. And he walks around like 30 miles around St. Vincent's College um, during um, training camp. But really, really, you should think about the job that he's been getting done. We know even with Terrell Austin that Mike Tomlin's probably got his fingerprints on the defense heavily. And when you see like the coaches and come and go and stuff, and you know you're talking about like you know, Bill Belichick and all these other guys, Mike Vrabel and that going, it's like, man, uh, I hope Tomlin isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Win, lose, or draw, what they've been able to accomplish and what he's able to get out of guys, convince players to come off of the couch and play football, inspired football like an Eric Rowe or a Miles Jack and get this team into the postseason. It's quite incredible. So uh, hats off to the entire coaching staff and especially uh, Danny Smith. And let's uh, let's see. You never know. You might get that special team. Maybe Calvin Austin finally breaks one because as Flash has been tweeting out, does he nice. seem like, yeah, he's got that like award for the almost going to do it type of guy. And he seems like he's just so close every single time, but just Here's just the, the, by worst, shoelaces. the worst compliment I can give because it's not a compliment. He's making me remember Ryan Switzer. Oh, well, at least he isn't making you remember uh, Gunnar Oshevsky. 
No, at least he's not fumbling the ball. Yeah, you know, he's or not, fair he's catching not muffing, it. Nothing punts and kicks, but the run around, the, the, the like back and forth. I ran seven hundred yards and I got two feet. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's been a little better than that. He's quick as a hiccup, and you know Scott, he is. He is, and he he nearly did. He really did nearly break one uh, in in that last game, but you know, it, it's just sometimes I don't know. It was like it was like the last game where I just felt like going, wait a minute, is somebody coaching every member of this team to run backwards instead of just getting a first down? <laughs> I I was ready to go and kick Najee in the ass. <laughs> forward. Lay just forward. Go forward. Stop with the trying to get on the just go and get the first down. Oh my God. So much vulgarity spewed out of the top of our house. At that point in time, anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on that because they won. <laughs> Thankfully, I mean that's a, those are big moments in time where you lose a few yards here or there. Like I get Deontay. Uh, Deontay breaks more tackles than just about anybody, and so does Najee Harris. I think where that comes from is just their uncanny ability to make people miss, and then they start to like like run backwards a little bit. George Pickens, who now has the Steelers franchise record for yards per catch in a season. Don't run backwards. He's a leaner, smaller guy that when you grab him by his ankle, he's probably going to go dip, dip and fall. And then he's down by contact. Najee eh, guy's got some ham hocks on him. So uh, I'll he probably does. give him a little more benefit of the doubt. And I think Deontay Johnson, what's his like real knack there? Does he have like a little tiny skinny waist? Is he like a size 22 waist or something? There's something where the guy's like, I I swear, a lot of people like criticize the NFL and say it would be, it, they're turning it into flag football. I'd still defy you to grab a flag off of some guys like a Deontay Johnson. You probably wouldn't be able to. <laughs> they're just like so elusive that you need to like yeah. spear them. You know what I mean? So I don't always fault them, but yes, every yard, every inch is critical. It will be in this game. Is there any stone we left uncovered? I don't know. I don't want to speculate off season right now. We are in the tournament. Oh no, it's too. It's yeah. There's, yeah, it's, we're too early. Five weeks from now, we can speculate about the off season. <laughs> too early right now. Yeah, five <laughs> weeks. Five weeks. If somebody has not gotten that joke, that's after the Super Bowl. That's heading into the UFL season, which is the worst. Like, let's take two defunct leagues and re, 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 re reborn, right? XFL Look, and USFL. And fair. now Zach, let's, Zach watched that crap. You watched that crap. I did not watch it. Now of that let's crap. merge them. I like the idea. You know, I don't like competing spring leagues. I like the idea of somewhere for someone to refine their skills, put something on tape and maybe get picked up. Uh, otherwise where they wouldn't have. Cause I do think there's a lot of talented pro football players who do fall through the cracks. We're just talking about Brock Purdy. We're just talking about how Mason Rudolph was a third round pick that had never, he didn't get the opportunity. Tom Brady doesn't get an op opportunity unless Drew Bledsoe gets hurt, et cetera, et cetera. It goes down. It's all about, you know, the not for long league. So I like it. I just don't like that. The UFL was also a defunct league. <laughs> so they're using like another, I get it. It's the United or unified, but they're, they're starting late too. I don't, I'm not going to jump on that. But basically, by the time you're watching that, we should be hopefully talking Tomlin contract extension and, you know, uh, having two quarterbacks coming to camp with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett, which I think is the best scenario looking forward. Um, I say in this game, Brian, even if Mason struggles a little early, I don't think you could bench him. I know there'll be some people that are really hot on Twitter. They were already bitching about Peacock before 
they, they were thinking Miami was going to beat Buffalo. They already had stamped the Steelers passport to go to uh, Kansas City. And I'm kind of glad that it's not Kansas City. We wouldn't have gone if it was in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, I know. Well, I I may have considered no, that. T- I would Tina, not have gone in Kansas Tina's no, out that you. way, but she's snowed in right it is. now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. I, but I'm, I, I no, I'm not going to Kansas City. I can't make that drive. But would not, would you not be enticed by Buffalo wings versus barbecue, my friend? Buffalo wings versus barbecue. I like wings better. Okay. I like the hot. I like hot stuff. Well, I didn't say the buffalo sauce. I meant like buffalo wings. It refers to like they come off of a buffalo, so they're larger, right? That's. I've never seen a buffalo with wings. That's off the buffalo wild wings. They have a little buffalo with wings. I know. I I enjoy that commercial where he's like, what if you then, if you just stomped stomped on him and then ran over him again and stomped on him again and and then said, oh, I'm sorry, and then stomped on him again. Well, like for that. two percenters before we close, we're talking commercials. There's one that's out right now for Chewy, I believe, and the cat is sitting there with uh, other family members. Someone has passed away, and the executor of the will is now reading what everyone's been left. And uh, the one guy gets a board game, and then uh, the cat is sitting there just, you know, chilling. And they leave the cat uh, in perpetuity or whatever supplies from Chewy. Uh, food and everything else and they're like just cut to the chase who got the beach house it's like people that are uninterested didn't love their dad looking out the window of the place and uh also live i don't know what the name of the cat was mr wiggles also gets (laughs) the beach house (laughs) this is absurd (laughs) and he looks over at the one guy and says something but you got a board game (laughs) i thought it was pretty good and i butchered it and ruined the punchline for anyone who hasn't seen it but if you haven't go check that one out this will do it for us. Hopefully not the last pregame show that we end up having here, Brian. Um, one more thing. Some people I'm feel... Finding wood to knock on. I'll knock twice, a couple times for you. Make the dogs start barking and running around, right? Here's one for you. Last thought. This is good for the two percenters, too. This is, this is football Steelers related. Hold on to your seats. There are people that um, they were saying or trying to draw... Similarities and comparisons to the Super Bowl 40 team, 2005 season, Jerome Bettis's last ride. They get in as the sixth seed, got hot late. I don't know, man. I don't see it the same way. I just don't know that the talent level, I would agree if there wasn't the same, like you're minus TJ Watt, you're minus, you know, Holcomb and Alexander. Like that, that makes it hard for me to kind of, Draw those comparisons, but I see the other and Ben Roethlisberger, obviously. This is this is the only thing that's similar. They're in the seventh seed. <laughs> and they're gonna have to that's all it. win on the road. Stop stop the rest of the comparisons. Yes, you have to go on the road every game. Yes, okay, that's it. And the the teams are totally different teams. Um and and let me be clear, I don't dislike this team right now. They're playing very gutty. But they, they do not have the the caliber of talent that 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 other team had. Not yep, right now. I totally now with TJ out. Now with Holcomb out. Not you know they just don't. Mika is going to have to play the game of a lifetime, and hopefully he gets to be him or Pat Pete. They get to be the football players in this game. I think that their ability to play uh, the game, I think, might out. Uh, it might shine. Uh, in this environment, and we will see. I was going to look at one more. Let me see if I can find the passing stats. 
few all players in this category. Wow, Sam Howell led the league in pass attempts. Can you imagine that, dude? He just got a bunch of people fired. <laughs> Remember, we were talking about this during the draft process, and you were like, keep him far, far away from this franchise. Yes, uh, I will. I wanted to see, oh, that's our guy. I wanted to see who was leading the NFL in interceptions. Josh Allen is tie or is second with 18, 29 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. First with 21, which matches the number of touchdowns he threw. Sam Howell. Man, it was pretty close there. What um quarterback play? It, it's really tough to say. There's a lot of um, I mean, 14 interceptions here. Or there. I'm looking at the guys who lead, and it's like Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Tua Tagovailoa, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff. Mostly the guys that were healthy throughout the season because I don't even know how many quarterbacks when you go down this list. I wonder how many quarterbacks have thrown uh let's see how many have thrown at least 187 okay that's not the number at all this is Matt's with Joe 48 quarterbacks with Mitch Trubisky being the last on this list with 107 attempts have thrown at least 100 pass attempts this season 48 with 32 NFL teams that means you had about another 50. Yeah. Yeah. 40. Yeah. See, say 50 percent. Get rid of Mass with Joe. No, no, no. Cause you screwed up. Yeah. Mass with Brian because I got the number right. 16. <laughs> We're going to do, we got fancy graphics for that. Boom. Just transition. Okay. That was Ooh. quick. You're like rain man over there. Anyways. Ooh. That'll do it for us, folks. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, leave a rating, a review, wherever you may be watching or listening. Thank you all to all of our followers and supporters that are out there. Don't forget we have a website, too. It's stillcityunderground.com. You can find us on social media and all the places that voiceover thing does at the end, as well as myself and Brian. Our taglines have been up the entire time. Joe underscore Kuzma and at Cannons Don't Fun over on X, formerly known as Twitter. And until... And here we go. If you, and if you're in Buffalo, come find us in Buffalo and Joe will give you his hat. No, 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 no. And it's funny you mentioned this hat specifically because this is the one I was thinking of wearing because, you know, it kind of goes with home in a way and everything else. I just clean this daddy. You know what I mean? Like this, I, I, I got this like meticulously clean and I'm like, do I even want to, it's going to snow. It's going to be ugly in Buffalo. Do I want to wear this hat? around like the bills mafia or whatever we might be we might be hanging and banging with some of that uh not for long because i don't want to be out in the cold longer than i need to be so i'm not adverse i'm not a fair weather fan but buffalo is a whole different animal and if you've never been in it um you know you just hope some of these guys aren't like warm weather players or whatever like that but anyways brian that'll do it for us my friend let's put a ball on the show until next time folks we encourage everyone out there to be safe be good and we'll catch you later we would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. 